Matt Stepp, we are now two weeks away from talking about brackets. Do you have your mind right for brackets? I always have my mind right for brackets. (laughs) Perfect. That's staying in. Step and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, your buddies, your, your your football pals at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. I'm relearning to talk. I'm the step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We know you tune in for enunciations like you've come to expect, uh, like we've given you so far. Um, hello. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you lots. We got thrown for a loop during TFT. Were you watching TFT today? I was. The Matt Wells. You did a great job. Breaking news came through. Yo. Like, I hate that. I hate whatever. Like, okay. I mean, like, obviously, it's like. I mean, you don't want to relish in people get losing their job, but like, it's exciting. It's like breaking news. Like, you, you, yeah. your your capital J journalist, you know, pants buzzing a little mm-hmm, bit and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it was like. You I don't pivot, know. You pivot. It's tough because it's Monday. Monday yeah. is like a very yes. structured show. Very you regimented. Got, you got these things that you got these, these things that you got to knock out. Mm-hmm. And you did a good job pivoting, though. And I'm sure you were uh, texting Craven, going, "Dude, I, like poor Craven's like oh, unpacking gosh. today in, in his new apartment." Poor By the dude. way, well, welcome to the Metroplex, Craven. No, I feel bad. Welcome to the Metroplex. This is your week ten. Man, it's flying by. Ten. We're in the back half of the season. Yeah, we're, it's it is flown by. Um, week ten preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Coming up in a moment, we're gonna have some week nine cleanup. Lot to clean up actually, because we are gonna go through the games we picked, and um, you called some shots, and uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta pay those off. Like, you you gotta go to the window with your ticket because you uh, you came up with a couple of them. Uh, yeah, but I also uh, got got a. Uh, I got a text from John Elder Friday night at Coleman. Oh, did you? Because I, you know, I had takes on Coleman. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't think Coleman. Uh huh. You know, he was like, "Proved you wrong," and I was like, "Buddy, sure did, Coach. Yeah, Congratulations." He did. He did. You know, that he, was. I mean, that's all you can do when you when you're wrong. You just say, "Hey, Coach, you, I was wrong." Congratulations. Man, that we'll get to that, and then we'll have our Week Ten draft. Uh, but we will start as we always do, Matthew, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. This one is now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposite ends of the spectrum. Talking UIL eleven man teams. Okay, Matt Step, which team has scored the most points this season, and which team has scored the least points this season? <sighs> UIL eleven man teams. So there's a thousand eighty four of them. Or something mm, like that. Okay, most points. I'm going to say Dripping Springs. It's a good guess. It is not correct. You know when I say it's a good guess, it's not. And I actually can't tell you where they rank as far as 11 man teams. I don't teams, but, average uh, they, have, they have scored 432. Um, they've actually scored fewer points than Katie Pato, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fewest points. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been Lovick Roosevelt up until last week. Probably. No, who has scored the fewest points? Oh, who scored the fewest points? It's got to be a team who hasn't won any games. Uh, I take no pleasure in this, by the way. <sighs> Houston Scarborough. It's a good guess. But wrong. The highest scoring team, 11-man team, the Franklin Lions have scored 518 points in nine games. It does not shock. Oh, they've played nine games, They've played too. nine that games, helps. too. That yeah. helps. The lowest scoring team. This pains me to say, I don't like doing this, and I'm rooting for them this week. The Panthers of Houston Northside have been outscored 49 to nothing this year. Wow, and I was going to do a Northside game this year. It's been uh, it's been tough goings. Um, been tough goings. They've um, now part of it. Look, they're also. I mean, they've, they're in the Fort Bend Marshall district. That district, eleven five AD two. It's actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It's actually turned out to be pretty good. Marshall Sterling has been really surprising. Galena Park is having a really nice a year. year. So um, that, that's not helping yeah. either. Um, but uh, but they're yes. struggling. Yeah. We need we need them. Come on, we need to get them in the in in the, uh, the get them on the board. Like, get them on the board. So there you go. They got Sharpstown this week. They got Sharpstown. They could Sharpstown and Austin. They close out with Sharpstown and Austin. We can do it, guys. Let's go Panthers. That is your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, Matthew. Time for week nine cleanup. Let's run through these games that we picked. Uh, you took Coleman and Cisco. Yes, and I was completely wrong on that game. Man, 
The Blue Cats are for real. They are for real, for real. And doesn't that just throw that entire left side of the bracket into a division one? Because the right side feels, I don't want to say set, but I feel like we've got three teams mm-hmm. that it would be a surprise if one of them didn't come out of there. It's Shiner, Refurio, or Tempson. One of those three teams, it feels like, is going to come out of the right side, the Region mm-hmm. 3, Region 4 side of that 2A Division One bracket. The left side of the bracket, before last week, I would have told you, I think we were both kind of in agreement, we're like, yeah, it's probably Cisco. Mm-hmm. Probably Cisco. Now, um, so could, uh, maybe it's going to be Cisco, but, but I mean, could now, Hawley, Coleman, New Deal, Coleman, Coleman, Franklin. I'm not yeah. Franklin. Um, bu- 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 Forsan. Bu- uh, Forsan. Mm-hmm. Crawford. Like now, to me. The, I'll, say, th- I'll the, say this. Yeah. If the Coleman Blue Cats make the state championship games, mm-hmm. oh. you have to get a mascot pick with the Coleman. Oh. And send it to Kate Hector. Are you kidding me? I will roast her. I will send that to her every day for a year. All right. The Coleman Blue Cats. I think I'm rooting for Coleman to make the title game now because that sounds fun. Yeah. You also took uh, Galena Park North Shore and Houston C.E. King. Um, North Shore did what North Shore does. So very, very workmanlike. Their their defense really is its bow constrictor stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just that they they actually kind of remind me a little bit of this year's Carthage team, where the offense is fine. It's finding its way. It does what it needs to do. Now I do think it's getting better. Mm-hmm. That that quarterback that they've got is starting to grow into that role, and he they're starting to grow a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, North Shore, that is. But that defense makes it hold up. Like, that defense suffocates you. And then I feel like playing them, if you get down 14 nothing, it feels like you're down 100 to nothing. For sure, for sure. Yeah. You also took um, Fort Bend Hightower and Katie Pato. Boy, that turned out to be a bloodletting. That, that turned out to be a uh, showcase. A, yeah. a real that was, showcase. That was an introduction to, yes. hey, uh, hey te- state of Texas, we're here and we're a contender. The Peyto Panthers, serve notice. I have a feeling we'll be talking about them in a moment. Um, you took Canyon and Pampa. That was a good call. That turned out to be a banger. 75-60, to 60, yeah. uh, cutting the brakes in the district opener. Uh, we had Todd Winfrey on, on Football Friday, and he, you, he had that look on his face like, dude, I don't even know what just happened. Like, yeah, it was just one of those games. Back and forth. It was a wild game. Uh, and then you took San Antonio Harlan and, or San Antonio Harlan and San Antonio Marshall, which... Marshall, huge win. Marshall yeah. clinched their first playoff appearance since 2012. Awesome. Big time doing there. It's a good and, game, too. It's a very competitive game. And then your hipster game was Austin Dale Valley and San Marcos. Which was, yeah, that was, my, that was my game Thursday night. And that was, a, we talked about it on the show Friday, heck of a ball game. San Marcos rallies from 28-7 mm-hmm. down and pulls away for a big win. And uh, check out my interview with John Walsh mm-hmm. uh, on, on the website. should be posted. I think it's on YouTube already. I took Frisco and Lovejoy. And I think it kind of laid out the way that we thought it might. Mm-hmm. Frisco Frisco's a very good team that I think can only win one way. Yes. And Lovejoy basically stifled their offense all night and then hit a couple of big plays, especially after halftime. Uh, and, and that was it. That was the end of it. Uh, awfully impressive from, from Lovejoy. We moved them up to number two in the 5A Division two rankings this week. I think that's fair. Ahead, ahead of Marshall. I think, I think their resume now exceeds that of Marshall's. I'm not going to bump them ahead of Alito, but I think they, they deserve to be number two. I took Abernathy and Lovett Roosevelt. Boy, that was a straight-up banger. I was stunned by this game. Not because Lovett Roosevelt won, even though I thought Abernathy would win, mm-hmm. but the style of a game yeah. that turned out to be was insane. That was insane. Like, if you told, if you had told me, hey, Abernathy's going to score 56 points on Roosevelt, I'd be like, uh, well, exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yep, 56-14 or something like that, mm-hmm. and it would have been ugly. Instead... Lubbock Roosevelt, ding dong, Ru- Lubbock Roosevelt is now the number six team in the state. Uh, they get Coahoma this week, and then they get Idaloo. And I mean, this was impressive for me because it showed. Do they? I think they can score on pretty much anybody. Like that flex bone offense. If you're putting up, if you're hanging fifty eight on Abernathy, I mean, they just held Idaloo to fourteen. Yeah, I. I- 
I think Lubbock Roosevelt. You know, we we haven't talked about them at all in terms of the Region One race no. and three A Division Two. I think we have to start talking about them. It's now. time. It's time to start talking about them. I took Yoakum and Hallettsville. Um, we get the triumph. We get the 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 the, the finish of that three game round round robin in mm-hmm. that district. Hallettsville beats Yoakum twenty one fourteen. I want to say was the final. Um, low scoring slugfest, but Hallettsville gets the win, and now they will play Columbus for the district title this week. Um, keep it on Hallettsville. China Spring and Salado. I see you, China Spring. Yeah. Okay. That, forget, I, I, I don't want to say that we could see their offense doing that, but, like, that's not the surprising portion of this. The fact that they they just sat on Salado defensively, I mean, and totally snuffed out that slot tee mm-hmm. is really impressive. Yes. China Spring is, is, you know, if there's somebody who... If there's a team that I yeah. think could take Carthage down in Region Three, it's them. It's them or Belleville. It's one yeah. of those two teams. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, Carthage is the number one team, and rightfully so. But that is a flawed team this year. They are not but bulletproof. They their offense has. This is not a. This, we're we're nine games in now, mm-hmm. and they continue to struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, they granted it's impressive. They won by twenty one and rolled up the yards they rolled up and won absolutely. By turning the ball over seven times. That's yeah. the second time they've done that this year. I think against Crosby, they did the same thing. They cannot get away with that in the playoffs. But no. we'll talk about that another day. But just um, And then I took – how about this for a strange game? I took San Angelo Central and Odessa Permian. Mm-hmm. Do you see how that game went? 21-7 Permian. 21-7 Permian. Yeah. Not the game I had anticipated. No, I thought it would be a little more high score than that. Well, and especially for a Permian defense, it's, you know – Fine. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, all right. I think I think Coach Ellison would even say he's like, no, like our offense is this is the stronger unit on our squad. Kind of a slugfest. It was. It be a slugfest. They pulled it out and they got a big win. Now they get a bye week heading into next week where they play those Midland hated Midland Legacy Rebels. Yeah. Uh, and finally, they hate them. To be clear, we love the Rebels. Yeah. Um, and then I took um, Houston, Sam Houston, and Houston Chavez. That didn't go well for Sam Houston, did it? Anyway, time to get on to our Week 10 draft. If this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. Here's how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games that we are most interested in. Once it is picked, it is off the board. Uh, and then we will go five rounds. We'll round it all out with a hipster game of the week. Uh, we did a coin flip before the show. I won the coin flip. Mm, and you got, so I got the first pick. week and you get first pick. Dude. So let's talk about this for a moment. Last week was a good week. It's a good week. Solid. Mm-hmm. Real it's 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 it, you put it in the win column you go that's a nice week good mm-hmm, job mm-hmm. this goes into the week one category the week there's another week i want to say maybe like week four there were like two weeks this year that you were you looked up and down and you're like holy s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what are we going to do with all these guys we're we're swimming in good games this week we are the it's a great week the, the the soup's hot soup's hot it's good um so there's a lot of places i could go a lot of places i could go I should I should probably play it safe. And I'm just I'm just I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go with the big game, the biggest game in the region that's got the most big games. Okay. And that is what's going down in District 216A this week mm-hmm. as the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs take on the Atascacita Eagles. And yeah, it's a District Twenty One Six A title. It's a t- uh, on the line. It is a top ten matchup in Class Six A. Mm-hmm. Playoff seating is on the line. Uh, it is a one seed. It's the number one seed in Division One, which matters mm-hmm. certainly matters, especially in a place like Region One of Division uh, Region Three of Division One. Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about this North Shore team. We mentioned it before when we were talking about their their game with CE King last week, and that is. This is this is not the 2018 Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. No. They are not they do not have a real ability to stretch the field. They do not have this high-powered flash uh, flashy uh, attack. They they have a quarterback in Wendell Mitchell who is an operator. He is solid. I believe he's a freshman too. Is he really? I believe Boy, he big Demetrius Davis vibes then. 
Um, Pretty sure he's a freshman. He is. No, he's not. He's a, they have a freshman who they're, who okay. they're playing. Wendell Mitchell's a junior. Wendell Mitchell threw a couple touchdowns last week in Seeking. The offense was did its part. They controlled the game. The offensive line grinded it out. This is an old-school physical offense, more akin to 2015 than 2018 in North Shore. The difference for them and the reason why they are 7-1 and one with their only loss to Spring Westfield is that defense is um, one of the best in the state. It's, it's dominant. It's dominant. Yeah. They are, and, 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 and much like they were in 2015, where that defense was just knock your lights out, mm-hmm. this is the same way. The defense is fantastic. Denver Harris, obviously, the, the, the big-time playmaker there. But they've got dudes all over the field. Yeah, they got a couple of D1 commits on the D-line. Yeah. You know, they got one, uh, the Ross kid, I think, is committed to Texas. They're, they're loaded. They're loaded. They're loaded. So here's Tascacita. And Tascacita, of course, has the big scalp. They've stare, they've stare, it's probably mounted on the wall. They've got a big, a big Allen Eagle head. That's just the big A. They've, mount, they've mounted it mm-hmm. on the wall. Yeah. Uh, they, do have, uh, they do have the one loss on the year when they went to uh, Denton Geyer and came up mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, there is a little bit of concern in this game only because Atascacita is wounded. Atascacita is working with on a backup quarterback. Uh, their cor- their quarterback Gavin Session, who I want to say was a three year starting area for them, at least two. Yeah, at least two years. At least yeah. two years. Yeah. Um, he he's out for the year. He's got a knee injury. Mm-hmm. So they turn to a sophomore Zion Brown, um, and. So they kind of took the ball out of his hands. I hate to say that. But last week, uh, uh, you know, last week they – or uh, I'm sorry. Last week, I guess they took their bye last week. Yeah, um, they are off last week. They, yeah. Two weeks ago they played uh, C.E. King. But Tyrus Winfield went nuts. They ran the ball exceptionally well. And the defense stood on, on, on its head and, and did what they needed to do. Zion Brown, the quarterback, I presume he's going to be the starter here. He, he is not going to be able to, to bus drive his way to a win over North Shore. It's just no. not going to happen. You can't do that. Um, and and if you... I mean, John Kay is watching this and thinking, I get a backup quarterback. I am going to confuse the hell out of this kid. Yeah, they're going to make him beat them. That's exactly it. They're going to load the box. They're going to put eight in the box. Mm. And they're going to go basically single-man coverage on the outside, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe one, maybe maybe go one high, but like They'll maybe go one high. They'll, they'll, you put Denver Harris yes, on one receiver, on and, then, an and then the other other receiver is is single high. And they are going to dare this sophomore quarterback to beat him, mm-hmm. and it's going to come down to whether or not he can. Yeah. Um, be, and and against a ferocious defense, I this kind of stinks. I feel a little bad because I do think if Gavin Session played in this game. I might be inclined to take a Tascita. Tascita's got the playmakers. Yes, you know, with, with Chase Sowell mm-hmm. and uh, um, Keith Wheeler mm-hmm. out wide. Tyrus Tyrus Winfield. They, they've got like three running backs. They wrote, mm-hmm. including a, a freshman, Tory Blaylock. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ro- they rotate three running backs in. I mean, they're they're big up front. Cam Dewberry. That they're low. They're good. They're really really good. But <sighs> I th- the, the young quarterback. It, this is such a big test against this North Shore defense. It's just it doesn't feel like. If it's an unfair spot to put him in, and yeah. going up against like an elite elite defense with a district title on the line, for those reasons, I got to take North Shore. I think this game is going to be close, and for Atascacita, uh, if they can, they got like their defense has got to bow up, and they've got to, they've got to lead the way. The defense has got to keep this game in the twenties because I just feel like if North Shore is going to get into the thirties, I just don't think I don't think that they're gonna I don't think Atascacita no. can can, can get there. So. Yeah. I like North Shore in this one. I think it's going to be a fun game. Don't don't let the quarterback situation dissuade you from going to this game, but I think it'll be uh, a lot of fun. What is your next pick? What's your first pick, rather, Matthew? A lot of pressure here. I'm going to go small school here. Oh, it's small school step. And I'm going to go to Beast, Texas, where we have a old school blood feud. I do know where you're going. Friday night in Wascom, the last town before heading to Louisiana on I-20. Takes on their neighbors from just south, Elysian Fields Yellow Jackets, and this is a—I don't want to call it a nasty rivalry, but it is a heated rivalry. Mm-hmm. These two—I love games like this. These two don't like each other. The sixty-fourth meeting. You know they—they. They, oh, the sixty-fourth meeting. Elysian Fields has won thirty times. Wascom has won thirty times. There have been three ties. Yeah, that's that. That shows you this, this is. <laughs> 
This is a fun rivalry. These two, there will be a packed house. Last year, I remember the Wascom people were not, because the Legion Fields doesn't have the biggest stadium, and they were mad because the stadium, you know, mm-hmm. the restrictions were in place last year. So no restrictions this year, but it'll, it'll be a full house for sure. And, uh, you know, both these teams come in 7-1, 4-0 in district play. They played twice last year. Elysian Fields won the regular season meeting. Wascom got them in the regional finals last year. Would you be surprised if these two teams played twice again this year? I know Not I sure wouldn't. Uh, these are two excellent, excellent teams. And, you know, both are coming off easy wins last week. Uh, you know, Elysian Fields rolls past Orr City 55-7. to uh, Landon Swank throws for a couple touchdowns. William Goodnight uh, has six carries, runs three touchdowns. Excellent. Uh, it's total domination from Legion Fields, right? Well, Wascom does the same thing. They beat Harleton set 67 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that flexbone offense is cooking with, with uh, the sophomore quarterback Cole Watson leading the way. Dude. Um, and that's the difference in this Wascom team. Cole Watson was hurt last year. Wascom this year has the ability with, with Watson to throw the ball. When you pair him with, you know, Tayshawn Hamilton and DJ Feaster and, and that incredible flexbone offense, Wascom is a handful to stop. We saw them at 7-on-7. Seven seven. Didn't we not? Did we not? We did. And I remember us watching them and be like, okay, like they, Wascom, go back to, again, back to 2015, when, when that Wascom title, title team was out there, you looked at them and you looked and you were like, dude, these guys look like, they look fast. Mm-hmm. Like the whole team, they're all, they're all about the same size. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're all about six foot. 175, 180 pounds, and they can all freaking fly. Yeah. And you've got a guy in Cole Watson who's operating that offense. That makes them extra dangerous. Agree. It's it's a fun match. That's there. that's. I, I think Wascom has the edge because of that ability to throw mm-hmm. the ball. I think Watson gives that offense a different dimension. I think. Uh, I still, man. I think Wascom is really good. How how good is Timpson? Timpson Dude. beat Wascom by three touchdowns. Like, and, and Timpson's a two A team. I'm like, man, I'm looking at this going in. I think Wascom is the favorite in Region Three and Three A Division Two. How good is Timpson? Mm-hmm. So this is one of those random things that I think yeah. about when I'm looking at when I'm writing this preview. I'm like, man, Timpson beat these guys forty nine to twenty eight. How good are the Bears this year? Dude, you want to fast? Fo- well, first of all, Legion Fields will have something to say about this. They are certainly capable of winning this game and and can absolutely win this game. But I think they probably got to keep the score low. Mm-hmm. For but like, let's fast forward. Hypothetical semifinal. Like, think about the pair of th- hypothetical three A division two semifinals. What if we get Childress and Gunner? Mm-hmm. And what if we get Wascom and Franklin? Here, here for both. Holy cow, dude! Can we have, can we have that as a doubleheader? Oh my god! Let's have it at the new ballpark. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, and play it like it. At noon and four. So oh we can God! Go. Yes, we'll, we'll do TF today from fly from from the yeah on a f- Matt Wilson yeah. will set that up for us. Oh my God! Let's do it. All right, you're taking your first pick. You're taking Legion Field in in Wascom. It is a superb week in Houston. It is. A as good a week we've as we've had in Houston in a couple years. Oh yeah, no doubt. And I'm going to stay there. Seven o'clock Friday night at Freedom Field, in oh, Iowa yes. Colony. I was there Saturday as. The Katy Pato Panthers, unbeaten, 8-0, take on the Manville Mavericks. And um, let's, let's, let's talk for a minute about Manville. Manville's had a weird year. Manville's mm. had a very up-and-down, I would say, inconsistent year. Yes, very herky-jerky. Um, they, they had that opening week loss to Dickinson by a field goal. There ain't no shame in that. Dickinson mm-hmm. is a state-ranked now 6A team. They are state-ranked. State-ranked 6A team, 6-2, six and two, Gators are good. That is actually when 5A Division I teams play 6A team, play good 6A teams, that's how it should look. Yeah. It should look Dickinson, uh, the, the, the 6A team wins a close one. You think a lot of good things about that 5A team. Then you go a couple weeks ago, and they lose to Fort Bend Hightower 16-12. to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have two losses by seven points, but the offense just no-showed. Just completely and totally no-showed. Give a lot of credit to, to Hightower. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but but Manville, I will say they, I think that that offensive line starting to come along. Tevin Shaw, their uh, their big tackle is starting to cook a little bit. They've, uh, they, they're 
their off that offensive balance, which is such a, a hallmark of these uh, of these Manville teams, is really coming along with Demonte Seymour. I think Caden Smith, the junior quarterback, is is getting better. So here's Peyto, and 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 this is we can we can start micro and we can start macro. Micro, there's just a lot to like about this team. I love the front seven. Demarion Sanford, Alexander Kilgore, they get after the quarterback. I love the front seven. Mm. I love the playmakers that they've got on this team. Most especially that they are able to run the ball. with Demarion Phillips, C.J. Dumas, the quarterback, is very strong. C.J. Dumas has been around for a while. And they can play. They can ball. They can ball. Plain and simple. They can ball offensively. So that's the micro, and I think that the real matchup here is going to be what kind of Manville defense do we get, and can the, can Peyto get home with their pass rush without sending extra guys? Those are the two keys that I'm keeping an eye on in this game. I'm not sure how much Manville's going to throw the ball in this game. That's a team that loves to run the football. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if Manville's going to say, you know what, we're just going to try to line up and just run right at Play bully ball. And just not try to mess around and get cute because we saw what happened to Hightower last mm-hmm. week and they just say, we're going to get two tight ends and we're just going to we're gonna try to win this game three, four yards at a time and keep the ball away from that offense. Because, because it's not here's a terrible the, strategy. It's not a terrible strategy because here's the thing on the macro scale. Okay, Because last week, Peyto beat Hightower 55-7. to they, they pantsed them. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. And everyone started looking around and saying, oh, 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 that was a top 10 5A Division One team that Peyto beat by 48. Yeah. 48 points. Everyone sat up and paid attention. And now, I know we mentioned this on, um, on Friday when we were talking about um, these games. If Peyto beats Manville. And especially if Peyto beats Manville soundly mm-hmm. in any sort of way resembling what they did against Hightower last week. They're the favorite. Who's going to stop them? Yeah, no one in Region 3, I don't think. No, I think... I think and no one in Region 4. I think District 10... I think District 10 is the power nexus of 5A Division 1. Yep. In, in Region 3, that is. Yeah, for sure. Region 4, we've had big questions about all year long. Maybe Corpus Christi Vets gets through, but I would take Peyto over Vets. Yes, by, by, I'd take Peyto by three touchdowns over Corpus Christi Vets right now. I'm saying if Manville wins this game, throw it all back in the blender, and I bet we'll see these three teams kind of duke it out mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. along the line mm-hmm. in that region. If Peyto wins this game, and especially if they win this game going away, I'm just saying that there are websites where you can check for hotels in Arlington. <laughs> I'm just saying that those yeah, exist. Yeah. I'm sure BJ Gott will not want to get out in front of that or anything like that. Yeah, it's our job to do that. But That's what we do. We're talking serious business f- yeah. for them at that point. And I'm just saying that, that I think they can hang with anybody. If they, yeah. can, if they can go back-to-back beating Hightower and Manville. Convincingly, yeah. It's time to start sending them paying attention. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Peyto and Manville for reasons that are... They even bigger than this game. All right, what's your second pick? I'm going to say small school. Um, oh, just to, you know, I, I I think this is a great matchup. Uh, no, Friday night, seven thirty in Johnson County as the Grandview Zebras host the West Trojans. Undefeated game. West. A great game. Um, the district title clearly on the line in this game. These are the two, two by far, the two best teams in the in the district. This is Grandview's last regular season game, by the way. Yeah, Grandview has a bye next week. By the way, you know who else has a bye next week? North Shore. Yeah, because they're eight and one, yeah. and they're going to get eleven the, uh, bye. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about Edinburgh Vela, but Edinburgh Vela will have a yeah. week ten bye, or week eleven bye too. So. It's weird having the week eleven bye, but mm-hmm. hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, West has been really good all year, but man. They struggled last week. They needed they, they they escaped Whitney fourteen to ten with a win. That's not the trajectory I want to see them going into going into this game against Grandview because mm-hmm. Grandview um, and West now well, West was two weeks ago. West had the bye last yeah. week, so West does have the advantage of having two weeks to get ready for this game and a small small defense of David Woodard's ball, ball club. Whitney, yes, they are three and five. But their losses are to unbeaten Quinlan Ford. Un- unbeaten Quinlan Ford. Yes. Unbeaten Quinlan Ford. Yeah. Rogers, pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Mart. Now it's 2A Division 2, but... It's Mart. It's Mart. Yeah. That's different. 
and then West and Grandview. So they have run a gauntlet. They are better than your average three and five team. Mm-hmm. That said, fourteen to ten, a little yeah. concerning, especially and at home. Tell you what, Grandview's got this this junior receiver, Casein English. <laughs> By uh, for, the way, Casein, great great Twitter follow. He's he's always in my mentions. Let me know what's going on. He's it. always uh, he had five touchdowns last week, two receiving, one rushing, one passing. And a punt return for a touchdown. Just a little bit. He of is a dynamic athlete for the Grand for, for Grandview. Makes a lot of plays. He's a difference maker in this game. Um, Grandview's not going to win fifty eight fourteen like last year, mm-hmm. but I think Grandview and West is going to play a lot better than they did two weeks ago against Whitney. There's no no question about it. With the extra week off, I think West is going to have some wrinkles at Grandview and is going to make life difficult for the Zebras. But I think Grandview finds a way to get it done and. The uh, zebra blow-up tunnel will uh, have the red <laughs> eyes flashing, and there'll be it'll be happy days in Johnson. I'll I'll I like I'll, Grandview. I'll issue a hot take here. I think twenty-eight points wins this game. I don't think both if these defenses are really good. yes, both these defenses are excellent, and so I would say that it's going to be a lower scoring affair. Would be my guess, yeah. but I think this game's going to be a lot of fun. It's an excellent pick, Grandview and West. Time for my third pick. And I don't really know where I'm going to go, but I think... So many choices, there so really many options. Are. So there, all right, here we go. There are five matchups of unbeatens this week, and we have not taken a single one yet. Not a single one. Just shows you how good the week is. I'll take this one. We're going to go 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Dripping Springs. Ah, uh, yes. Respect the drip. As the Dripping Springs Tigers... 8-0. Take on the... This must be some sort of error. Oh, this is embarrassing. It says... It says Buta Johnson is 8-0. Uh, that's not a typo, sir. Buta Johnson? 8-0. The Jaguars? Second, little little sweet baby. Just 9 pounds. 9 pounds, 8 ounce? Yeah. Buta Johnson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... Look, we, we're not in the business of... Uh, of handing out coach of the year here on the uh, here on the air here on Tep and Step because that's a long discussion and a lot, there's got to be there's a whole consensus we need to come to. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable putting Steve Hoffman in the mix for five A coach of the year. I mean, I think he, well deserved. Uh, he what they have done there is remarkable because here's the funny thing about Buta Johnson, they are not just eight no. Basically, prior to last week, they were. Beaten the snot out of everyone who came mm-hmm. across them. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Now we'll say smart scheduling. Starting the new program, they didn't beat. They haven't beaten anyone that's super. It's kind of the question. The best win is probably. San, have they beaten San Antonio Vets? They did. That's probably their best win. They beat San Antonio Vets, and beat them resoundingly. Beaten by seventeen. You know what I mean? Um. Now, last time we saw them, they beat Seguin fourteen nothing. That's the most we've seen them sweat this year. Yeah. And Seguin is a probably going to finish third in that mm-hmm. district. They are. That's a good team. It's a good Seguin yeah. team. But the quarterback, Jesse Medina, has done what they need him to. He's been solid. But most impressively, all year long, not just last week, but all year long, the defense for Johnson has been excellent. It's been excellent. Mm-hmm. Ashton Strasser leading the way. So here's Drip. And you kind of know what Drip's about. Drip is about what if we just try to score every time we have the ball? Yeah. What? Yeah. What if we just cut the brakes all the time? You know what we should do is instead of doing the thing where we punt, we should do the thing where we we run the touchdown play. So you're saying Galen Zimmerman's team is calling the touchdown. play. They're calling the touchdown play early. They're calling the touchdown play often, and it is mm, working. Bold. Very very well. Innovative strategy. They're averaging 54 points a game. Uh, quarterback. Quarterback Austin Novasad. The D1 recruit right there. All right. Look, I'll just I'll say this on the air. We were having a conversation about Mr. Texas football this weekend because mm-hmm. it, it does feel really wide open. Yeah. There's not like this one or two guy who's really pulled, pulled away. And, and, and so I think there have been injuries that have hurt some issues and things like that. But like, why not? A guy like Austin Novosad in the mix. And if Dripping Springs has a big playoff run, mm-hmm. that would, yeah. I mean, this kid is... He's put up huge numbers. This kid's crazy good. Crazy numbers he's put up. The defense is is fine. They're, they're okay. Like, they, they will screw around and give up 45 to New Braunfels Canyon on you. <laughs> they will. Um, 
that is not their that's not their game. That's not no. their game. Their game is we want the ball back. Like no no no, no. we want the ball. They're gonna they want to make about three stops a game and score every time they play yeah. and win by twenty one. That's what they want to do. Fifty six thirty five. That's exactly it. So. This is a huge test, the biggest test to date for by a pretty considerable margin for Johnson defensively. Most yes, certainly. you know, you look at Dripping Springs' resume. Do they really have a real signature no. win either? I mean, they uh, it's a couple teams that we no, we don't, don't know a ton about. Know, yeah, so that's inter- an interesting matchup between these two. I mean, you go with Dripping Springs probably because they have the pedigree, but yeah. their resume is not much better than Buda Johnson's. No, it, it really isn't. And if you were to, to resume swap, you would you wouldn't. I don't think you. They're pretty. We, we'd be having the same conversation of like, oh well, it's Buda Johnson. They haven't played anybody because the smart scheduling, so to mm-hmm. speak, because they're a young program. I I like I like Drip. Because I just think that offense is is off is out of control, but it would not surprise me in the least if Johnson won this no. game. If Hall Dolphin won this game, it would not surprise me at all. So, yeah, uh, and with Snapshot Day approaching, mm-hmm. little Snapshot Day tidbit: Here we go. Yep. both these schools are probably going to be six A next year. Is that right? Probably, yeah, more than likely. Well, there you go. So maybe their last their last gasp in uh, in five A yeah. here, at least for a while. I'm going to take Dripping Springs and Buta Johnson. What is your third pick, Matthew? I'm going to go back to the Houston area because it's such a loaded slate. And I'm going to go with another undefeated matchup. Mm -hmm. Saturday night at Tully Stadium in Houston. (laughs) When's the last time Tully Stadium has had a game this I was literally... Go and introduce the game and then we'll talk about that. 8-0 Jersey Village taking on and visiting 8-0 Houston Stratford. 2 o'clock Saturday. Oh, is it Saturday afternoon? 2 o'clock Saturday. Okay, Okay. I have a question. This is the blast. This is the biggest regular season game at Tully in a decade, probably since Andrew Luck was playing for Stratford. Right? You know, I know Houston Memorial had a big run to the semifinals one year, but I don't think their district. Had yeah, I was going to say they, they, got, they were kind of a, they were like a third place team that kind of. Got, I don't know. This feels like a huge game, and I saw Stratford in person Saturday night, and let me tell you. I was impressed. You're convinced they are. They are really good up front, mm-hmm. both sides of the ball. They got some dudes. Todd Rankin has done a fantastic job with that program. Um, they beat Side Creek sixty-four to nothing, and it was. It could have been a hundred to nothing. And I will say, so you know, Stratford's in the same ISD as Northbrook. Mm-hmm. You know, Northbrook lost to Side Creek ninety-two to nothing. Mm-hmm. Stratford didn't forget. Mm. They were walking off the field, and they said that one. They, they uh, several players said that one was for Northbrook, and, uh, po- and pointed at the side creek side. Uh, so they were, they were okay. They, were, they had their brothers' backs there. All right, I can um, respect that. Yeah, um, and they, they it, it was opening kickoff. Luke Rivas returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Side Creek's first drive, they threw a pick six. It was 14 nothing in less than two minutes into the game, it, and it was on. Mm-hmm. This is a balanced team. They rotated three different running backs in. The coaches' kids at quarterback. They've got some good receivers. They have a, a, a really good tight end, um, and uh, Hawkins Pauly, um, who is a Division One recruit, mm-hmm. big-time player. It's a really good Stratford team. They're going up against a veteran Jersey Village squad who's also 8-0. They're led by – their veteran teams are led by a sophomore. Adam Tran, mm-hmm. who's also an excellent baseball prospect as well for Jersey Village. The, the sophomore is kind of the leader of that team, but he's got a, a senior-laden laden bunch around him, and, and they've, been, they've just been dominating. they got a great both, – both teams have good wins over Cy Fair. Um, Jersey Village last week beat Springwoods 55-3, to but, you know, it was – what they should do. That's what they should have done. Um, now, Jersey Village – this is a Saturday game. Jersey Village played on Thursday last week, so they've got a couple of extra days of prep on Stratford. Um, I know they had several coaches there that were scouting as well because they've had the extra time to prepare. So really interested in this game. I think up front in, in the trenches, I think Stratford's got the edge. Mm-hmm. I think Jersey Village, at, with the speed, the skill spots, may have the advantage there. So it's a classic speed versus size mm-hmm. matchup. Should be a fun game. I don't know if it's going to be on Texan Live um, since it's at Tully and not at, uh, at Cy Fair. If it is, um, I'll be tuned in. I'll be, I'll be locked into this one on look Saturday. This up real quick. No, this game, this game rules. Um, it's a it's it's just a plain old fun game, and what I'm interested in is this is a little bit of uncharted territory, at least for this these generations of players here at Jersey Village and at Stratford. It's been a minute since these yeah. two teams were cooking. Jersey Village has had some decent years where they'll you know they'll go seven and four, mm-hmm. 
This I think does, they even won a playoff game a couple of years ago. This does not appear to be. Oh, we do. I'll be I'll your be buddy lo- Tom Venny's on the call. Yeah, that's why he was at the game. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so yeah, I'll be locked into uh, that one Saturday afternoon, two o'clock Saturday. Boy, you might have to put that on the butt groove guide. Butt Boy, groove guide. by the way, kicking off at two o'clock, you can go. You can go too wide on Texan Life. Jersey Village, Stratford, and Tomball Klein Kane. Tomball yeah. Klein Kane's a, a good fun game, game too. Just t- turn the college football off and watch high school yeah. football on Saturday. When's, I don't know what time Houston SMU is. That's the big game. I think that's a night game. So wait for Houston SMU. When, until then. Speaking of college football, I know we're a high school. Did you yeah. see the, uh, the start, the kickoff time for UTF, UTSA? 915 after dark, baby. 915 kickoff. ESPN, send game day to El Paso. Oh, how, or Craven's going out there, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yes. Oh. Are you thinking? I'm surprised you haven't considered making the trip for that, buddy. <laughs> you talked to Tep wife about that. Hard sell for Tep wife right okay. now. Right. That'd be tough, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, it's it's UTEP and UTSA. I mean, how can El- you pass it up? How can you pass up El pa- Barrick Neely. Would, Barrick would love you. Are you kidding me? He he, he would owes let us, me. He owes us gear anyway. He would let me call a play. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you check with Barrick on the UTEP gear. Oh, it's in route. Don't worry. Oh, sweet. Okay. All right, time for my fourth pick. I'm gonna go small school. I'm going to go small, small school. Okay. I like it. Another battle of unbeaten. 7 o'clock Friday night at Robert Nail Memorial Stadium in Albany, Texas. Ah, yes. As the Albany Lions take a, a take on the Santo Wildcats. And a moment of appreciation for Santo. 8-0 for the first time since 1994, wow, which is also oh the freshman in high school, the last time that they have they won a district, they won a district title. Wow, it's been that long. 1994. They had some good teams. They have won. They have. Mm-hmm. Wow. They have. Uh, or at least let me refer. Let me make. Sh- let me confirm that. This is according to our friends at Texas High School Football History, but I'm fairly certain I, I saw that Santo has not won a title outright since 1994 when they went 13-1. and one. They've had some good teams. Remember, 2014, they went 11-2. and two. They won a 10-win team back in, uh, back in 18. But yeah, they have not won an outright district title since, 2000, since 1994. That's the only outright district title they've ever won. One in school history. One in school history. And what a job Devin Mann's done. They have been outstanding, and they are, they are a team with an identity. And that identity is defense. Their defense has been great. Okay, Elijah Pennington, Sam Henderson, the defense has been by far the star of the show here, uh, allowing you know right at about 10 points a game. You can live with that. They have been excellent. There is a question about, you know, strength of schedule. A mm-hmm. little bit of problem, a little bit of question about strength of schedule. Uh, but... The, you know, you you line up. You you. They don't ask you how. They just ask you how many. And mm-hmm. right now, it's eight. Eight in the right in the, in the left wind column. They also run that flex bone offense, which kind of feeds into uh, that that defense. A moment on Albany. <laughs> how is it that it always happens? How is it that we always just wake up in week ten and Albany's like seven and zero, or they're like six and one? And they're just bobbing along, and everyone's forgotten about them. And we spend all this time talking about Winthorst and Munster in Region 2, right? Mm-hmm. And here's Albany, who's just creaming people. I mean, they are just dominating people uh, each each and every week. And it's, 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 it's a classic Denny Faith team. They've got a good young junior quarterback in Cole Chapman who's been great. Defense is allowing five points a game. And by the way, they you can argue as to whether or not they have a um a strength of schedule problem. I will say this, they have a win at Dublin and that's the only loss that Dublin has. Yeah, it's, it's aged well. It's a 3-8 too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um look, I think that this is going to be and and by the way, we talk about Santo looking for their second ever district championship. Um Albany is looking for their 13th district title in the last 14 seasons. Mm, yeah. Because uh, Denny Faith is, uh, is a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I would love to believe in Santo. I think they're a great story. I also I think that this is where the stop sign gets thrown up. Because this feels like a different animal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now, we, now here's the thing. We had questions last week about Coleman. 
we had questions last week about against Lubbock Roosevelt for Lubbock Roosevelt against Abernathy. Mm-hmm. That's not to say because here's here's here is what Santo has done is the teams that they have beaten they have beaten soundly they have beaten yes. like you should. Does that translate? We'll find out. It's not it's not fun to travel to Albany and 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 play at Rusty uh, and, and play at uh, uh, what's the name of the stadium Robert Nail Memorial Stadium, but it can be done. There, I thought you thought you almost said it was uh, Rusty Nail Rusty Nail Stadium. Yeah, um, I I like Albany. I think you got to go with Albany just on a pedigree perspective, on a historical perspective. But maybe Santos got the juice. We'll find out this week. That's for we darn will. sure. We absolutely will. All right, what is your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm going to stay small school, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go down to. A place that I drove through earlier in the year and stopped and ate. I think I know where you're going. I'm going to Odom. You are going to Odom. I'm going. By the way, if you're in Odom, go to Updog Pizza. <laughs> it's the greatest bit pizza place ever with all the Odom, the Michael Everett pizza <laughs> and the Coach Worth the pizza and the Michael Everett. That was one of your guys. That was one of my guys. Yeah. Shout out Michael. What's Michael Everett up to? <clears throat> I think he's like just. A, I think he's attends Baylor. Just as a student? Yeah, I think they were talking to him about walking on, and he just never did. So Good for him. I think he's really smart. Probably going to be a doctor and be, do something way better with his life. Seems, seems lame. Anyway, go on. They are hosting the Hebronville Longhorns in a matchup that's going to decide the 16-3A Division II title. Hebronville comes in at 7-0. and they, they lost a game due to COVID. Odom's 9-0 and because Odom's season, this is it for them. This The regular season ends this week. So a um, little bit of a disparity in the number of games played, but not a disparity in the in the ap- atmosphere. It's, it is going to be rocking Friday night in Odom. Uh, Hebronville, uh, you know, they had last week off, so that's uh-huh. an advantage for them coming into this one. They've had two weeks to get ready for Odom. They've known what's coming. Um, they took down Skidmore Tyne in 43-12 two weeks ago. 400 yards of offense in the game. Uh, it had 173 yards passing. Uh, from their quarterback, uh, they two running backs combined for 191 yards rushing. They've done a great job. They run that slot T, but it's like an aggressive slot T. Yeah, it's like a, it's a wide open. Yeah. They, they'll throw it around a little bit. They'll 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 sling it around a little bit. Um, Odom's defense has been the story for them. Mm-hmm. All they've been great all year, but in district they've turned it up another notch. They're allowing just five points per game in district play, and in the last five, in, in that's a total. Five district games, they've allowed a total of 14 points. Pitch three shutouts. That defense, I think, is the key in this game. Mm-hmm. I think Odom gets it done with defense. The defense travels well, but it plays even better at home. I think Odom's defense is amped up, and I think Odom wraps up the district title in an unbeaten regular season Friday night with a big win over Heberville. Yeah. Um, it feels like – let me see if I can look this up real quick. It feels like it's been a minute since Hebronville beat Odom. Um it, it, I can look this up as best I can in a hurry. I'm not going to edit this out. This is all going great. Um, so I don't know. So you said it's Updog Pizza. Um, yeah. So they are. Yeah. Okay. Odom is 11 and two against Hebronville since 2004, according to our friends at Max Preps. They lost in 20. They they lost in 2017 and lost in 2010. So they have dominated the series. They've yes. dominated the series. And they played last year for the district title. Yeah. Going, going to Odom feels like a tall, a tall ask here. And I'll tell you, you know, three A Division two in Region four. We talked about it. Franklin is going to be the favorite there in Region four. Yes. There's no real doubt about that. Yes. This is maybe like that chief challenger, like the biggest challenge to Franklin within their own region mm-hmm. would be this. Would be maybe a team like Odom, especially if they can get this offense humming. I mean. Marcus Martinez and Hunter Dawson, they run the ball really, really well, too. And it's this is an impressive, impressive Odom team. I think I like Odom as well. All right. My fifth and final pick. I, I'm going to go, I believe, we may not have talked about either of these teams. No, I think we talked about one of them when they played a big rivalry game. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Royce City ISD Stadium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just east of Dallas. The District 8-5A Division II title is on the line. The eight no Ennis Lions. I don't think anybody's real surprised Ennis is eight no. No, not, not super surprised. Seems seems about par for the course for Sam Harrell's bunch. Taking on the Royce City Bulldogs, looking for their first district title since two thousand and seven. Um, trying to think of Rodney Webb. I don't think Rodney Webb was there. I think he'd already left. But it's 
Ennis, since 2007, Ennis has five district titles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there, there's been a, a recent pedigree disparity here. Royce City is a surprise. They are... For sure. We thought they'd be in the playoff mix. Yes. But if not... you tell me they'd be 8-0 right now? Yeah. No. No, no they, they wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and it is easy to see when you take a look at what they what the way that they play football... It's easy to see why they are uh, so good, and uh, it it starts with an O and rhymes with offense. Yeah. They score a buttload, and, and this, last week against Crandall, my God, yeah, they almost had eight hundred yards of offense. But this offense, you know, Royce City the pass has been a very grinded out mm-hmm. two tight ends, two running backs. That this quarterback that that moved in from California, they, uh, they spring. They completely changed their. They they are they are slinging around wide open, and why not? Dude, that worked. that joke. Did you see that highlight uh, that our friends at Rockwall County Game Day tweeted to us? No, the touchdown catch for Jonah Roberson, their core, who's up for Mister Texas. I think he had four. He touchdown had four catches. touchdown catches. Yeah. He is going like diving backwards, full extension, like lands on his back and hauls it in. It was. Mm. It's an incredible catch. DCTF top ten. They are. Making plays the out, out there in Royce City. Yeah, that, that the the box score of that Crandall game is just ridiculous. Um, they are slinging it around. Ennis, here is the highest compliment I can pay to Ennis this year. Ennis is Ennis. <laughs> okay, yeah. they are an extremely Ennis team this year. Yeah. The quarterback Jackson Gilkey, solid as the day is long. They run the ball well with D Johnson and Devion Beasley. They are just solid. They got good balance to the offense. Their defense is solid. And the real secret, and I've I've talked with Sam Harrell about this, the real secret behind Ennis, when Ennis is really good, even when they had, like, the Graham Harrell teams and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. they were so good up front. Yeah. Okay? They mash people up front. And nobody ever pays attention to it because it's, oh, it's Graham Harrell, and he's setting records, blah, 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 this and that, right? Yeah. The, they are really good up front, and that's the challenge for me for Royce City. Can they match up physically up front? Because I think there's a fair chance that Ennis just lines it up and be like, we're going to throw the ball eight times, and we're just going to run this down your throat. I think that's a possibility in this game. Now, look, I think I think Royce City is going to be jumping for this game. This is yeah. a big game coming to great town. Great place to watch. Great stadium. Oh. It, man, if, if, it was, if, if I didn't have another game Friday night, this will be on my – I love covering games at Royce City. They're always a big playoff destination, too. Oh, yeah. Barbecue in the pre- – Soul Man's Barbecue in the yeah. press box. Royce City's, Royce City's a beautiful, beautiful facility me, uh, out there. Me and Pucci covered a playoff game there once. Oh, did you? Yeah. Hmm. Texarkana, Liberty Isle, and, and Carrollton Ranch View. Hmm. Carrollton Ranch View. RIP. Yeah, they were a good, team, a good team that year. They're not so good this Didn't year. Didn't they have that running back who went to, like, Stanford or something? Texas Tech. Texas Tech, that's right. Yeah, yeah not so good this year, but uh, RIP Pucci. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. I'm going to take Ennis and Roy City. I like Ennis in the game. It's a great game. I like Ennis in the game. Can't go wrong with two eight no teams playing. Yeah, but but wrong. if Roy City if Roy City wants to cut the brakes on this game and get into a shootout, then it's game on. That's probably where we're at. What's your fifth and final pick, Matthew? I'm going to go out to West. We haven't hit West Texas yet, so I'm going to go out west. Ooh, hold on, let me see. Okay, I think I I have a prediction on what you're going to take. All right. Friday night in Big Spring. Oh, wow. As the 7 and 1 Fort Stockton Panthers visit the 6 and 2 Big Spring Steers in a game for that should decide first place in District 24A Division 1 because Big Spring last week had one of the most impressive wins in the state that no one's talking about. They drilled Andrews last week 48 to 19. And Kenny McWilliams has done a heck of a job with this Big Spring program that was in the dumps when he got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won a playoff game last year, and they're looking like they're contending for a district title this year. Gabriel Baeza, 405. He, he, that guy, every week he could be up for Mr. Texas mm-hmm. football. He puts up huge numbers, 405 yards passing, five touchdowns. He ran for 87 yards. Eli Kobos is the top target. Uh, he had 110 yards receiving, three touchdowns, and he threw a six-yard touchdown pass on a trick play as well. So <laughs> just you know, just a little bit of everything sure. for the Steers last as week. as you but do. It, it was all going right. They beat – Andrews has dominated that district in the past. Uh, the last two years, though, they've been beaten, and this year it was, by, it was by Big Spring, and it was by 29 points. Big Spring dominated. Mm-hmm. Fort Stockton's had a great year. Mike Peters' squad comes in. They're 7-1, and but – They've had some close calls. They've had a couple of games going. The Monahans game went into overtime. And last week, I mean, I thought they were going to blow Lakeview away. And Lakeview takes them to double overtime. San Angelo Lakeview takes them to double overtime. And Fort Stockton has to escape by the, by the skin of their teeth 
with a 35-32 double overtime win. And that performance concerns me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Big Spring is playing out of their minds right now. This this Big Spring team is playing really well. They're going to be hot, sky high after their win over Andrews. They're going to have a huge home crowd there at Memorial Stadium. I like Big Spring in this one, but I will say – the last time I talked about Big Spring on the podcast, they got drilled by Pampa. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm a jinx or not, but I'm going back to Big Spring. I We're think they get it done, out. and I think Big Spring. I mean, this is a four team district, so mm-hmm. really this is probably you know going to decide the district championship this week because Big Spring's got Lakeview next week, who they should be a big favorite over. So yes. I'm going to go Big Spring to get the win at home and move one step closer to that elusive district championship. Yeah, I I like that. I think that that's that. I think that's a, that's a pretty good game and and. You know, we're going to find out. Big Spring's been a nice surprise. They have. They have. They, they've, they've been a really nice surprise. They, you know, they, they struggled a little bit last year, mm-hmm. got hot late. I think they finished like four and eight last mm-hmm. year. They had one of those weird records. Yeah, they, but they, they're, they're playing. You know, there's a chance they finish eight and two this year. Yeah. Yeah. And come into the playoffs rolling. All right. So there it goes. There is our uh, week five. Week five. Week 10 draft. Multiply that by two. I took North Shore, Tascosita, Peyto, Manville, Dripping Springs, Buta Johnson, Albany, Santo, and Ennis, Roy City. Step took Wascom, Elysian Fields, Grandview West, Jersey Village, Stratford, Odom, Hebronville, and Fort Stockton, Big Spring. It's now time for our hipster game of the week. Matt Step, where are you going for your hipster game of the week? It's a game that I'm going to attend. Oh. I got to change. I went to 5A Division One. Okay. Uh, but it's a game that I'm attending. Hmm. And it is Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock at Alamo Stadium as the San Antonio Highlands Owls host the San Antonio Edison Golden Bears. Mm. Here's why this is a hipster game. Okay. Greg Tepper, have you taken a look at the district standings in 13-5A Division One? Let me go, let me go take a, a gander here at the, uh, at the district standings in, in, in 13, you said 13-5A Division 13-5A, the San Antonio ISD. Just, okay. Um, let's take a look at it and just see if anything up. pops into your mind. Yeah, let me, you know, I'm just kind of cruising through, um, just trying to find it. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, okay, this is, this is interesting. I'm, I'm going to take a look and uh, pull this up and, uh, goo! It's a mess. All right, let me read this. I'm just going. I'm not even going to name names. Okay. I'm just going to read, read you the district, the district rec- records. Yeah. Ready? So it's a ten team district. Yeah. Nine team district. Nine team district. Five and two, four and two, four and two, four and two, three and three, three and three, three and three, two and five, and then zero oh and six. Yeah. Okay. It's log jammed. Oh God. Every game in this district could potent. Every game in this. If you wanted to say what's the hipster district of the week, yes, this is the hipster district of the week because every game in this district is dripping with playoff implications. Yes. Because these they, these are fundamentally for a lot of these games, these are like like win and win and yeah. in they're eliminated, win and stay alive. Yeah, because yeah. because you, you may not be winning in yet because it's so log jam, but you got to win in order to get to the next week and mm-hmm. hopefully win. You know, I think five. I, I think the only team that I would consider probably safe is Brackenridge. Because they're five, yes. th- th- I think if you get to five wins, I think you're in. And Brackenridge is at five wins now, and they only have one game left. So mm-hmm. I think they're safely in. Highlands is four and two, and Edison is three and three. Mm. I think the winner of this, if Highlands, especially Highlands, if Highlands can get to five, I think that would all but lock up a playoff spot for them. If they lose, they're, they're they fall back into this four and three log jam with probably five other teams. Mm-hmm. It's it's an absolute mess. I talked to San Antonio ISD assistant AD uh, Brian Clancy today, requesting credentials. We were talking about it, and I was asking, you know, if they had the their tiebreaker scenarios all in order. And they're like, "Yeah, we do, but we're hoping we're hoping some of these ties get broken, you know, in the next couple of weeks, and maybe we only have two way ties and we can go head to head because a lot of these teams are now going to start playing each other, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully you'll start to see some separation. But this there there haven't been many districts I've seen in the past that have been like this that are just this that's wild this log jam. So um, I think well, it's a, I think it's an excellent game. It's it's a it's a it's a game that's going to have a lot of playoff implications. It's at a great stadium at Alamo Stadium. It's a Saturday afternoon. It should be a a beautiful day in San Antonio Saturday. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's an excellent pick, Matthew. My hipster game of the week. I am going to go to beautiful Victoria County. This game is 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bobcat Field in Bloomington. Okay. As the Bloomington Bobcats welcome in the Freer Buckaroos. And you're probably thinking, Tepper, Bloomington is 2-7. and seven. 
Freer is two and five. Mm-hmm. Who the hell cares? <laughs> Matthew. This is the hipsterest of games. Matthew. This is for this is straight up for fourth place in the five team fifteen two A division. This is the Refurio district. The yeah. big game in this the big game in this in this district this week is Refurio and Kennedy. Yes. Refurio and Kennedy play in the other game in this one, which is for the number one seed. Yeah. Refurio. Refurio's a 45 point. They're going to win. And then Refurio closes the season with Freer. This is for the fourth place spot. Yes. And you're probably thinking, Tepper, who cares? Whoever wins this game is going to get launched into the sun by the champion of District District 16. And you might be right. You might be. But Matthew. It's a playoff game, basically. It's not only a playoff game. Matthew, do you know the last time the Bloomington Bobcats made the playoffs? I'm going to say 1982. It's not that bad. Okay. 1999. Okay. They have not made it in this millennium. Okay? 22 years. 22 years. Now, they're underdogs in this game. And part of it is because they have not been great. Yeah, okay? They're 2 and 7. They're 2 and 7. They've got a couple of wins over Benavides and Rungi, who are a combined 0 and 14. But. Benavides tried to play a game with 10, 10 players this year. But all, <laughs> all it takes is one. Yeah. They are 48 minutes away from making history in Bloomington, Texas. If they win this game, they're in the playoffs for the first time mm-hmm. in 22 years, and it's party time in Victoria County. They're underdogs because Freer is f- not great, but they're fine. They're 21-point favorite. They're 21-point favorite. Yeah. They've actually got a win over Prima, which is actually impressive. Uh it could happen. I'm just saying it could happen. Okay. At 20, this is this is four straight up for fourth place. Is a playoff game in Week Ten in Bloomington, Texas. You know who spent time as the head coach at Freer? Pretty sure Rhett Bomar was the head coach for one year. I think at you're right. Yeah, that's Rhett right. Bomar, right. former OU quarterback. Was, Shout out Rhett Bomar. Yeah. All right. Random, there you fun, go. Ran, random fun facts there. There's your. Yeah, hip- Benavides tried to play a game with ten players this year. God. And they end up they end up getting through the first quarter and having to forfeit. Do you ever? Do you ever? Um, go Benavides. Do you ever? By the way, tell me what your hipster game was again. I forgot to write it down. Uh, San Antonio Edison versus San Antonio Highlands. Edison Highlands. Um, do you ever take a look at like your life and just be like, "We do this for a living." Where like you're like, "Yeah," <laughs> you're talking to a microphone and you're like, "Yeah," you know. I just happened to know that Benavides tried to play a game with ten players yeah. this year. Yep. Oh man. All right. You so know, there it it's is. One of those things. Uh, it's a sick, it's an illness. It is. Uh, yes. All right. What is your travel itinerary looking like this week? So it's a busy travel week for the DCTF crew. The whole crew. Yes. I I will be Thursday let's, night. Let's, let's start with you. Thursday night, I'm heading down to um, Houston, to Cyprus, actually, for a game that lost a little bit of sting um, last bit, week. But still for but district still championship. Still for district title, yeah. as uh, Cy Ranch will take on Cy Park for the, the number one... Uh, the district championship in District 17 6A. 16. 16 6A. And yeah, I mean, both teams lost last week, kind of, not kind of, in upset fashion. Yeah. Um, who can kind of figure it out and not let one loss beat them twice? We'll find out. So I'll be on the call there. First visit to the Berry Center. My first visit to the Berry Center. Uh, it'll be my Texan Live color commentary debut alongside Michael Silvers. It'll be a lot of fun, so make sure you tune in Texas TexanLive.com. And for, Friday I'll be in the studio. And Friday I'll be in the studio on Belly Sports Southwest. Now where are you going to be? Uh, and Pickle and Ish are going to San Antonio for Reagan and Johnson. Yeah. Another great game. We didn't have so many I, good games. Reagan and Johnson is probably the game of the week in San Antonio. Oh, it absolutely is. I asked Pickle um, because we were, I was talking with my producer about um, where to send people. And he was like, where, where does Pickle want to go? And I was like, we had, we had penciled her in for Johnson and Reagan. And I texted her. It was like a late night. It was like 1.30. I'm like, hey, what, what do you want to, where do you want to go next week? She goes, Oh, I'm really good with with Johnson and Reagan. I'm she like, gets to go Taco P. It's an excellent game. Excellent her, game. Reagan her and Johnson are probably going both going to Taco P. Oh, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, Johnson and Reagan's a great game. Yeah. Um, Thursday, I will be in Wichita Falls. Back, I was just there two weeks ago. Back in Wichita Falls, as the Plainview Bulldogs take on the Wichita Falls Coyotes in a game that Wichita Falls with a win. Does not clinch a playoff spot, but is takes one step closer towards a playoff. They're spot. in the driver's seat. Yes, so uh, they should. They're, they're favored. They should get the win. Um, so looking forward to seeing Coach Freeman there at Wichita Falls, and never seen Plainview in person before. So okay. get to cross another team off the list there. A little check mark. And then Friday, I'm headed to Central Texas, Coryell County, Gatesville, 
as the Waco Conley Cadets take on the Gatesville Hornets in a game that is for third place in mm-hmm. District uh, that District Nine Four A Division Two. Yeah, they're both probably getting in, right? They're both yeah. Gatesville sh- yeah, it's for third place. Yeah. yeah, the winner will be fourth. The loser will be third. Uh, so big game in Central Texas. Should we have a good crowd? I'm excited to see Conley. Trey Wisner mm-hmm. is a big time player, and I'm also excited because the press box spread <laughs> at McCamey Stadium in Gatesville is apparently legendary, including fresh made donuts. What? That's the word. I I have not my my friends in Central Texas have told me about this. They fry up fresh fresh made donuts in the press box. Uh, I will I will report and yeah trust please me, that, do that will be in the vlog. Okay, if yeah. someone fries up fresh made donuts for me in a press box, it will Damn. go in the vlog. Okay, because I put a brisket kolache in the vlog this week, so oh it's gosh. just what I do. You know, it's not a kolache. It's a it's kl- klobosnik. Klobosnik. Yeah. But you know, I, I put it on Twitter as a klobosnik, but for the un, uneducated, it's, it's a <laughs> Kolaches have fruit. Correct. Kloblosniks have meat. It matters. It does matter. Especially if Czech heritage. Yeah, buddy. Um, and then uh, Saturday, I am headed to San Antonio as well. Um, hopefully, Pickle and Ish have not torn the city down by the time I get there. No uh, but a great doubleheader Saturday as we got, uh, as I mentioned, Highlands and Edison playing at 2 o'clock at Alamo Stadium. And then a 7 o'clock game, the surprising Taft Raiders. Uh, who are likely going to be the second place team in District Twenty Nine Six A? Get get eyes on them before the playoffs. Uh, taking on suddenly hot the O'Connor Panthers. The O'Connor we thought might might be struggling this year. They've hauled off a one two in a row, mm-hmm. um, and I think still mathematically are alive for the playoffs. They got to win and get some help. Win out they got to win help. out and get a help, but mm-hmm. they're still mathematically I think alive for the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Taft and O'Connor Saturday night there at Ferris Stadium. One of my favorite stadiums is Love Ferris Stadium mm-hmm. and the hospitality from Northside ISD. And then post game, I'll probably hit up Taco Palenque myself because why not? We really got to get that sponsorship going. We do. What, the, what, so, what are our sales guys even doing? I don't know. Like, Never know what they're doing. They're always like, on the, doing? Oh, I'm on a business call. It's not with no. Taco P, though. No. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Please tell your friends about this podcast. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. We will see you next week on Tap and Step. Step.